0: Getting to the People come along, help. It's been beautiful, and I'm so grateful to God for all who have shared to uh, this point. We have others who are coming along, and uh, so stick with us because I think you're going to be equally blessed. Uh, it's been a real treat, and I'm so thankful that uh, we are we are doing this. You know, you never know when you plan a thing, how impacting it will be to others Um, or really even to myself. You know, I know I want to do something and uh, but I don't have any feedback on that until um, (laughs) until we know that we know. But it has been just tremendous. I, I can't even say enough how grateful and how blessed I have been with the reading of the Proverbs. We are now also at chapter uh, 6 and we went through chapter six this morning. The reading was excellent and the commentary was phenomenal. Yes, better now. Okay, great. And again, I uh, want to say to everyone that our um, that our schedule is being adjusted because we are doing two readings per day, heretofore we have done two readings per day. And uh, what we are realizing is that the time zones that we are reaching are probably better served at an earlier hour. And because of personal scheduling, I have time earlier in the month of July, just during the month of July, I don't usually have time but it is better for me during the month of July. I welcome you all to Wow, What a Show and thank you Light Touch, good gracious, you're here. It's good to hear perspectives and how we as believers are basically unified in our understanding of the reading of scriptures, amen, I totally agree, you know, I always say that God has given gifts to every one of his children he's given it to all men as a matter of fact everyone is gifted of God and so the pro- the perspective with which one person sees a thing how he interprets it really is just a, a wee part of the whole and so you're right like touch when we get different perspectives on the same subject. Not different interpretations, perspectives, how you look into it and what you draw out of it. You don't change the truth that it is. You're simply drawing out that which is uh, um, a, a processed by your your own understanding. And so it is really good because you could say something about a scripture that I never thought about. Its meaning to you could have been impact on on me, I am so grateful for that. So I'm sure that some people are going to be looking for us later, uh, but we did announce it, and and I will make sure that um, tomorrow morning as well, it is announced again. Before I go forward, I want you to know that on Wednesday nights at eight o'clock, we have another session, a live session with Pastor John Thomas, and he is taking us through a series titled In All Thy Getting, Get Understanding. And so the two are kind of piggybacking on each other, right? Because In All Thy Getting, Get Understanding is a verse from the fourth chapter of Proverbs, and it is verse seven. So it seems a right time to be reading the proverbs here. So let's get started. Father, we thank you that you have called us into the new day, and that in this day we have found your new mercy, and we are still, Lord, aware that your covering of love is over us, and that you are continually guiding us and leading us, Lord, into the fullness of the of the character of Jesus Christ as we are reading the Proverbs, we are definitely gaining wisdom. And we ask that you would embed it in us, you plant it deep in us, that we will grow thereby. And Lord, there will be no interference from the enemy. He won't be able to steal it from us. And the thorny ground of our own flesh and our own need and lack will be weeded. You will pull away so that our seed, the seed of your word takes deep root and you are turning the soil of our very uh, in, in, in being, Lord, that we can hide the heart, this word in our hearts and therefore it will grow and we will prosper and benefit from it. We praise you for it, Lord God, and thank you now in the name of jesus christ for doing what you are indeed doing praise be the god so here we go we're reading chapter six and light touch you are in the studio if you wanted to join me in the co-host box you could also read part of it i i can read the first uh 15 17 18 19 verses and you could read the rest of them If you want to, very good to say, a very good seg into the weekly show and all that getting get understanding on Wednesdays. That's right. Apples of gold. That's good. It is. You're right. And it kind of makes sense. Doesn't it? Uh, I should do this when we we, uh, continue with our live uh, podcasting. So there she is. I love it. Thank you very much yeah she's with us i love it okie dokie so we're getting ready to take off and i'm asking the lord to give me good sight good light so i can read and not stumble the word is so beautiful that we really want to just read it out without any um blunders sometimes you can and sometimes you can't but here we go praise be to god chapter six of the verse of of the uh, book of Proverbs starts with a warning against idleness and falsehood. My son, if thou be surety for thy friend, if thou hast stricken thy hand with a stranger, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Do this now, my son, and deliver thyself when thou art come into the hand of thy friend. Go humble yourself and make sure thy friend. Give not sleep to thine eyes, nor slumber to thine eyelids. Deliver thyself as a roe from the hind of the hunter, and as a bird from the hand of the fowler. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which, having no guide, overseer, or ruler, Provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little slumber, a little sleep, and a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. A naughty person, a wicked man walketh without a for, with a forward mouth. He winketh with his eye and speaketh with his foot. He teacheth with his fingers. Forwardness is in his heart. He deviseth mischief continually. He sows discord. Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly. Suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. These Six things does the Lord hate. Yes, even seven are an abomination to him. One is a proud look. Two is a lying tongue and three hands that shed innocent blood. A heart is four that deviseth wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift in running to mischief number five. A false witness is six that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. These are the seven deadly sins that God hates. Light touch will pick up. Oh, can I hear you, light touch? There we go. Thank you. Now, yes, yes, yes.
1: Verse 20, My son, keep thy father's commandment, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart, and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou wakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light. And reproofs of instruction are the way of life to keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Lust not after her beauty to thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. For by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulterous will hunt for the precious stones. Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burned? So he that goeth in his neighbors w- into his neighbor's wife whosoever toucheth her shall not be innocent. men do not despise a thief if he still to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. But he if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the subs- substance of his house. But whoso committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding. He that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. A wound and dishonor shall he get, And his reproach shall not be wiped away. For jealousy is the rage of a man. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will not regard any ransom. Neither will he rest content. Though thou givest many gifts.
0: Amen. So there it is. We have read now the sixth chapter of the book of Proverbs. And once again, it begins with a warning. I loved what happened this morning in our discussion after Minister Amy read. She was impressed with verses 20 through 20, I guess 23, or uh, yeah, 24 maybe. And so we started there. So he she, he he admonishes the son that if he keep the father's commandment and does not forsake the law of his mother, and if he binds them continually upon his heart and tie them about his neck, then uh, when he goes it shall lead him or her or me or you, and when we sleep it, sh- it will keep us that that binding, that attention to his word will keep us. And then when we awake, it will talk with us. For the commandment is a lamp and the law is a light. And reproof of instruction are the ways of life to keep us from the evil woman, etc. And And so that's, that is the result of heeding these uh, proverbs, this wisdom knowledge that is being transferred from father to son. But we want to also realize that the proverbs were the are the inspired word of God because he gave to Solomon wisdom. He, God gave Solomon that gift and Solomon now is transferring his wisdom to his son, but it is the inspired word of God. So it's also being transferred to us. He's telling all of us. And he's addressing the son. But if I as a mother I could address my daughter with these same words. And when he's talking about the flattering lips of the whorish woman, I could just as well say the flattering lips of the whorish man, because they do indeed exist. <laughs> so yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we And we are, you know, you people are ensnared and taken by those flattering words. Go on, a light touch. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I was agreeing with you. I, I wasn't
1: trying to make any But or anything. But um, okay. I, do love how, I do love how the word of God is uh, befitting to all. It is speaking to uh, the Son, but it is for us all it
0: addresses everyone. I love it. Absolutely. It really is. And it doesn't really matter how many times you read God's Word. It's it's a well. God's Word, the Bible, is a well of, of knowledge. It's a well of instruction. It's a well of revelation and revelation is supernatural. Revelation comes from God and he is revealing himself and his character and he's uh, revealing how his character and his instruction then are good for all those who will hear and follow. Welcome Bart, we are so glad that you've come in to um, fellowship with us. We are reading or have read the sixth chapter of Proverbs and we are now simply discussing it a bit. So we go back and of course uh, the benefits are there written in verses 20 and 21. Uh, and we go back and, and we hear again you know, the warning and the instruction and he's warning him this time about not just the whorish woman, but about how we approach our lives. The first one is being surety to a stranger. That means uh, to be a, what do you call it? What is it when you you sign a note for somebody else's car? A co-signer, yes. Yeah, being a surety is standing in for someone so that they can acquire something. And the warning is not to do it because when you do it, you could be left holding the the note itself, being responsible for that financial burden. And I gave this morning example of me having done it twice. I've done it probably more than that, but twice I've done it and was left with a scar of it. Yeah. Uh so it definitely and I heard this, you know, I, many, many years ago, and uh, it, I heard it after I had been left holding a five thousand dollars note, five thousand dollars that I never spent, you know, trying to help someone else. I signed the note. and uh, because because i'm I paid it off so very slowly, really and truly, I have returned to uh, this the source of it. I've returned triple in payback amount. You know what I mean? Because of the interest rate was so very high. So, um, and and I did forget about it because I put it on automatic draft, and then I never thought about it again. I should have upped the, you know, the return. I could have, I could have saved myself a lot of trouble, but I didn't. And then the second time came after I'd heard this and I really wrestled with doing it um and i just prayed and i talked with the girl the lady who wanted me to do it and she promised and she promised so i stood with her right and she ended up wrecking it was for her car she wrecked the car and uh she turned it in and the insurance covered the payoff but it was not recorded and so it ended up looking like i had reneged on a payment uh I to her credit I said this morning, I say now, she really fought to keep that from being a negative against me, but we really had to, you know, it was time consuming and it was many calls and much, right, and all that. So to be a surety for a friend, it to stand in for someone else, even to give your word that someone is trustworthy, right? And that they will do the right thing as a as a reference. You you do this for other people many times, right? And sometimes it goes very badly as well. So you become a person who is also not trustworthy, right? I mean, it's terrible, but that is the warning here. Yeah, uh, it's just amazing. So then uh, he speaks not only to that, but he, he speaks now to uh, the sluggard. If you are, one person who doesn't like to get up and get about it <laughs> you know mm-hmm. he said you are a slugger you are slow to do what is necessary to cover your own life and uh, you right. you know sleeping and yes, yeah, go on Light Touch what are you saying I was
1: saying that's just not good to be uh, sleeping when you should be handling business or what have you Mm-hmm. Not a good
0: practice. <laughs> it's a bad practice, as a matter of fact. And uh, you know what too? I think when when people allow themselves to uh, decline into inactivity, they also can bring on themselves uh, a mood change. You can actually kind of allow yourself to slump into sort of a depression, and that is not good either. Because the more you do it, the deeper it gets and the harder it is to break. So we grew up with an adage that says, early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise, right? Yeah. So we were always uh, (laughs) following that as children. That's how we were brought up. And it wasn't just me and my home it was a general practice. So even in the whole community, you uh, there were many people who excelled. Now I don't mean they became rich or, you know, they were high and mighty in in wealth or anything like that, but they they survived well, you know, because they were hearty and and they worked. And we had a lot of uh, interaction and relationship fun it was a good life so welcome chosen we're so glad you're here and then he so he tells the slugger to go look at the ant a little old tiny ant and again uh, sister amy made a point this morning yeah you, you really to get up you must humble yourself you go down right and um i love it when Michelle Obama used to say, when they go low, low. we go oh. high. By that, though, she meant when people debase themselves with lying or bad temperament or talking about other people, we choose the upper road, which is a humble road really and truly, because to refrain from doing what they have done to you is humility. It is really not an exaltation of self. It is humility. So then also he says about the sluggard, you you know, he, he describes kind of that sluggish thing that we do a little slumber, a little sleep, a little twiddling of the thumbs. And from this inactivity, your poverty comes. So you have to shake yourself and get up and be a person who is energetic. And, you know, I've watched people do this when they look for jobs and they can't find a job. They get discouraged and. And they begin to do other things but sleeping is one of the major things they do just being inactive or watching television slumped in a chair or just bad you know just constantly bad man i can't find a job i can't do this right and and i understand i understand that state of being when we're in such a state it is difficult to even imagine how you're going to get out of it however the instruction here is to not be uh, sluggish, to not slumber, to not sleep, to be alert, and to be aware, and to be at least always looking for the open door. And I add to that trusting that God will open that door, pray, and continue to move, and see what the Lord will do. He is a God of great surprises, and wonderful, miraculous moves. And whether you can see it or you can't see it, I believe he's always moving us as, you know, in directions that will take us to the very thing that we are desiring and that we need. More and more that we need, you know, cause desires can be a little off kilter there, but things that we need. So that is he's talking now about being, you know, lazy, sluggard-like. He was talking now uh, about um, being a surety for a friend. These are life practices. This is the kind of this is the stuff we encounter when we live and we are in relationship with other people. So the warning is here to help us uh, to get beyond. Then he says, um, naughty people, naughty people. They're wicked. They walk with perverse mouths. That means they're speaking things that shouldn't be spoken, and they wink with their eyes, you know. And they speak with their feet because what they they, the the wink to me indicates. Let's fool somebody, so to speak. If you have a point on it, Gabs do do indeed say when you kind of wink your eye, you know, kind of. Talking behind other people's back, or trying to move in a stealthy way, and then your your feet are are, are teaching, you know, you, uh, speaking where you go, where you go, where you end up, what you're doing. Your know, your your movement is a a telltale of your heart and your intents and your motives and it also says you teach with your fingers. And so I don't know when I when I see that, you know, <laughs> I see both the pointing of the finger, right, which is a condemnation to someone else. You taking the plate, you know, talking about other people as if you don't have er- errors of your own. And I also kind of envision this use of the fingers as a way to um for trickery, I think of card tricks. You know the way people gamble, and they, they are um, what is the word? Be a magician, like you know, they have these little tricks where they can get over on other people. It's just what I see. I don't know what anyone else sees when they read that, but it's you know, it's it's what I envision. Um, so look or imagine, and so the Lord is saying here if forwardness is in your heart all this stuff is is showing us that your heart is not right That there's a wickedness going on there and um the lord will bring calamity upon this person he will allow calamity to come suddenly and it isn't the lord that brings it on it is the actions and the things that the person does but the lord is allowing it because of the wickedness uh, of their hearts and so we move on then to the seven uh, deadly sins. We've we've seen. I think there's a movie called The Seven Deadly Sins or something like that, right? So people picked up on this, on this versing here. These seven deadly sins, and um, they've been spouted out. But it behooves us to actually read them and consider them in in terms of our own assessment. So the seven deadly sins are, and it begins six things. Doth the Lord hate? Yes, seven. Are an abomination unto him, as a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, and a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that sows discord. God hates that stuff. That is wickedness and it does no one any good. It doesn't do the doer of these deeds any good, and it doesn't do the people that he is harming with these deeds any good. You know, in our world today, gang warfare is really, you know, it's out there. And I think these young young people are gang affiliations. Are, they're not thinking it through. They don't know that their own lives are being uh, turned Upside down, and the possibility of the possibilities of what they're really looking for in life are being thwarted because of the way that they're trying to get it. And I just, you know, I think. It isn't all their fault you know in, in, in term, it is their fault in to that they, they've accepted this as a, as a lifestyle and not just gang members. We see this stuff going on in government and amongst people who should really be we would think they're happy because they have more than enough money. you know they can buy their the things that they need they can get to places that they want to go. They have uh, all the clothes, the cars, the house, the you know the travel, the trips and the vacations and the exit. they've got stuff, but they still feel a need to be out of fellowship with what is righteous. And it happens everywhere. It's not just over here or just over there. It's not just in low places, it's in high places as well, and the middle places. But God hates this, and he is judging it all the time. So calamity does come, and by calamity, we're talking destruction. It must come to an end, and it comes suddenly. Um, There it is, there it is. And now Solomon goes on to warn against the whorish woman. And we did speak about that, didn't we, uh, Cabs? We said whorish women are not the only whorish people in the world, they're whorish men as well. And uh, men have a tendency though to not see that they are whorish because our society doesn't really always lift up that characteristic amongst men, but they are. When a man runs hither, thither and yon, when a man is a betrayer to a woman, when a man flatters a woman to draw her into a net of deception, I love you, but he has no intention of ever loving her. These are the things that the Lord is highlighting in his word, In like we said, even though he's writing to the son, this is applicable to any person that it fits. And so it isn't just a flattering woman. Remember Solomon's writing to his son, so he's of course warning the son of flattering women because he's been there, he knows it. But I could take his same wisdom and write it to my daughters a challenge here. Uh, this um, podcasting is crazy. Uh, so, so much stuff happens and you're wondering what in the world is going on, but there it is. Welcome Corey, we're here. Uh, Light touch, you've gotten very silent on me. We're about to wind it up. You got some tight ty- uh, last words. Hi there. She's muted, so we have to kind of wait for her to come on. Benona, Gabrielle, okay. Well, um, we've read the sixth chapter of Proverbs and uh, so we've gone through the practical application of wisdom as is being taught by Solomon to his son. And we're ending it now with the final note. A wound and dishonor shall be he get and who is the he he's talking about the person who commits adultery with a woman who lacks understanding he who destroys his own soul in these activities and the things that you pick up and um and start to um to deal with you <laughs> oh I see I'm so sorry so light touch can't be heard there yeah your mute is on I can see nonetheless if you type it I will definitely read it so we bring when we make these wrong choices you know to live after the ways of our flesh then what we are doing is destroying our own life and he ends by talking about a man who would go into another man's wife and and the word says here that the man, the man, the woman's husband, will will be in a jealous rage and um, he will seek vengeance. And that day of vengeance will come and you will not be regarded if you offer a ransom. He won't take it. See, he's coming for revenge and death may be. The reward, because of course this is written under the law, and under the law of Israel. If I make no mistake, if a man killed a woman because a man man killed another man because of adultery, that man was was he might have been sent off to a uh, you know a place to live away from the others, but he was justified. He was not uh, imprisoned. Crime of passion. Yeah. So this this is another warning in Proverbs 6. And honestly, if you read it, in my view, you will gain so much. Sometimes it's just a good thing to put your own eyes on the page and let the Lord speak directly to your heart. Let him really help you to hear his word and then you will lift out of it the instruction that is applicable to your life because we're all very different. And when we do things, we are not considering necessarily that we are the wicked. You know, we don't go around calling ourselves wicked. I don't think Uh, some people do, but in general, we don't. But we may be doing wicked things. We may be doing things that are very, very detrimental to other people. And when you uh, sit and let the Lord speak, the holy spirit speak to your heart through the god's words here you you might find that there are some changes that you could make and then we bow our heads and we ask the lord for that and god is faithful and just according to the bible to forgive you for every sin that you repent of and then to cleanse you as well from all unrighteousness it's really a good read we are calling this series apples of gold apples of gold which also comes out of the proverbs we will encounter it as we continue to read and we welcome that welcome you and and very glad um we we will (laughs) we're very glad that you're coming okay so i have a note here sister Reem said last night it behooves us to take heed to the proverbs it does we should really really spend time in it and i recommend that you read proverbs twice a year because 30 days has September, April, June, and November, all the rest have 31. And so you could choose any other of the months and read one chapter per day and go through Proverbs. Really, you could go through it every month that has 31 days, but I say twice a year. And for sure you should go, you should read through the Proverbs once per year. I did it with my grandson and we we I will never forget doing that with my grandson. It was so good. It was really good. It was the first time actually I had ever done it that way. Just read through it one chapter per day for 31 days. And I think we actually did February, but we might've done January, I wasn't sure. But we did, we got through it. And his responses on, on certain verses that meant something to him really caused me to pay closer attention as well. And I was very impressed that God had spoken to his heart in that way. So it's a good thing to do and we beseech you do it. Chapter six, remember you can join us um, any day in the morning at nine. We're going to be consistent with our nine o'clock read, but if the evenings have to, we have to adjust the schedule a little bit. We're going to read um, in the evening, and we were even considering changing it to once per day uh, at this time so that we could cover um, a large part of the world. But because we've started already, it might be better just to continue with our with our schedule. Welcome, Imperiali. I think that's M. Perliel and Perliel, welcome, so glad you're here. I think I know that person, Uh, so I'm so very, very glad that you've come to hear the reading. We are at the end of the reading, however, and just about to to be gone, but it is Proverbs chapter six. Tomorrow is the seventh of uh, July, so we will be in Proverbs chapter seven, and we um, tomorrow is what? thursday morning so i will be your reader and um hopefully but you know we will we'll, we do have other readers who are coming who will help us out and as i said if there's anybody out there who wants to read all you have to do is say so and we're very very pleased thank you and i'm glad that you're here as well praise be to god <clears throat> these days are long and I do get very, very scratchy in the voice here, and I apologize for that. Nothing to be done, but uh, I I do sound a little strange today. So with that, if you have any notes that you want to add, if you want to ask any questions, not sure I could answer, but I shall surely try, by all means do. And as you are thinking, I will repeat our schedule, nine o'clock a.m. Monday through Saturday. And then Sunday mornings. Well, we're not gonna do Sunday mornings. I said eight o'clock, but well, we're gonna do Sundays once one, once on Sunday and we're going to do read at, at one o'clock. One o'clock on Sunday. And then on uh, every night at eight thirty except Wednesday which we will read at six, like we did today, because at eight o'clock we have a session with Pastor John Thomas, who is taking us through a session called, In All Thy Getting, Get Understanding. We have a great time with Pastor. He teaches, he's passionate about the word. You would probably love to hear him, and he takes questions, so do indeed come and here, we invite you to do that. And so that's our schedule. And by the grace of Almighty God, you can also visit our web page. I mean, our, our podcast page, the, the page, not the live page, but the episode page. And we have episodes there that may be of interest to you as well. So if everyone is is um, happy, then we are ending And I always like to say, the heavens declare the glory of God. They do. Day unto day utters speech, night unto night knowledge. Psalm 19 says that the firmament, the heavens show his handiwork. So everywhere in the world, there is the utterance of the glory of God and the evidence of him. And his existence, his power, everything that is uh, in this universe of ours, everything upon the on the on the earth, even the people that you're in relationship with, this is God's creation. The very components that are used to create those things that we use every day to help us live—the car you drive, the technology we're speaking on—you know. These are components of God's creation that man discovers and he finds a use for. So God's uh, handiwork is on display at all times, hence we call this, wow, what a show. And I told you it came from Robert Zacharias' grandson sitting in an auditorium. Watching his father on all these monitors, his granddad, and he looked at his mom and said, Wow, <laughs> this is some show. <laughs> Amazing, right? But Ravi was good, but he's not as good as God. Never ever. He can't do. But the little one was impressed, and we are impressed too. With our father, every day we are impressed by his greatness. And all that he has done for us. With that, I wish you a very, very delightful rest of your day. A very restful and peaceful sleep. If you are in the zone where you are presently preparing for bed. And by God's grace, we will see you again tomorrow. Have a very, very good, good day. And we will see you, okay?